review, y'all. Jump. The rest of the film. Jump. With my boy, Todd Hastings. Todd Hastings open his bitch. And that new Dylan got broke. Dylan got. So what you got? You know what it is. Come on. Welcome aboard, Dylan. Welcome aboard. Oh, hello. It's me, Dylan Gott. That's John Hastings. This week on the Wrestler Review, we're talking about Bad News Brown. How was that for a professional intro? It was very good. Stupid fuckhead. Oh, yeah. Guess what, you bunch of fucking soft-cocked liquid brains. Two alphas. I'm more alpha than Dylan, slightly. Only slightly. Because uh, I, I ain't fucking married. That's right. No woman lives in my house. Everyone who pees in my there house stands up. We stand. You stand up to piss. You sit down to shit. Unless it's diarrhea, then you stand up for diarrheas. The bed is also a weight bench. In the toilet, of course. you guessed it, that's where we do shoulders. I cut a hole in it. <laughs> that's Sick. goddamn right, goddamn right. Am I a boogaloo boy? Not anymore. I'm a thing that doesn't have a name yet. <laughs> What's a boogaloo boy? Boogaloo boy? This is, I gotta tell you, I'm really in, the alt-right movement has really just entered into a fun, this is just a phase where I'm like, oh, you guys are just, you guys are both crazy, weird, and racist. Which is, they're like, well, we need a new civil war, so it'll be the secret to the other civil war, so it'll be the Civil War Two, the electric boogaloo, and the boogaloo boys are a bunch of guys that just claim that they're like, ah, oh, we're just gun rights activists, and they're like, well, then why on all your online forums are like, I can't wait to hang Nancy Pelosi, we're going to shoot Chuck Schumer with this gun here, and they wear Hawaiian shirts and show up in protests with big guns. They are fucking crazy. <laughs> They're like the Proud Boys, but if the Proud Boys weren't also like, I like edamame, and I don't like those people. Oh, so it's like the organic Proud Boys. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's, it's rural Proud Boys. Proud Boys are definitely a city movement. No one's wearing a polo in the fucking country. I got news for you. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, if you can't, if you don't have your own car, I don't think you should be allowed to be a conservative. Like, isn't the whole thing of being a conservative that you're self-reliant, but it's like... I'm going to kick your fucking ass. You guys did too many breaks. Pardon me. I have to ride the bus. It's like, no. You got a bus pass? You were a liberal. That's legal now. You got to have something to lose, baby. That's so funny that a conservative has to have a car. Let me ask you this. Do you think our subject for today's talk, bad news, Aline, or Brun, do you think that he had a car? I think that yes. I don't know if he's nice. I think he's like a hard head and expects a lot out of people. But also, the reason that we think he's nice is because he was like a he was a man who was proud of his race at a time where it was just racism with fun outfits was all the wrestling oh, was. Oh boy! And I mean, they weren't even that fun outfits. Like, but here's the other thing: is Bad News Brown is probably the first. He's the best example of he's an actual guy who can fight. In a time when wrestling was filled with guys who were like, "I can fight," and they're like, "Yeah, you can fight other guys that are fake fighters." But Bad News Brown called on, like, this is jumping right ahead and it's all I want to talk about. Bad News Brown called Andre the Giant a bitch. He made Andre the Giant be a number number one loser. Andre the Giant said a racial slur. Bad News Brown walked to the front of the bus in Japan, told the bus driver to stop the bus, which is already, that is a big bad move. Looks at Andre and says, you want to go outside? And what does Andre do? He said no. And then later he shit on Bad News Brown. So guess what? <laughs> Bad News Brown wins that. Honor the Giant, little fucking loser boy. Well, this is the thing where it's like, and a lot of it is just like, hey, you know this wrestle? You know the funny thing is, here's how funny it was, was that Dick Murdoch was like openly racist and a Klan member, and Bad News Brown never had a problem with Dick Murdoch because Dick Murdoch always treated Bad News with respect because basically Bad News went up to him when he were first in Japan and said, if you ever do anything like that to me, I'll break all the the bones in your body and dick murdoch went yes sir and did like the funny thing about dick murdoch like when jim Cornette talks about him we have a dick murdoch episode but it's like dick murdoch with jeff jim Cornette talk about like the toughest son of he could whip anybody in any goddamn bar but the way he wrestled was like it was just, he did the three stooges no but dick murdoch as it turned out and like a lot of people make this point is i think more than dick murdoch being a racist which he definitely was dick murdoch was also mentally unhealthy like dick murdoch was crazy and self-sabotaging and fucked so i guarantee and this is i mean i can't believe we're getting into psychological talk here on the rest of the review strap into the freud review i'm i'm dylan fraser crane that's my co-host john niles crane um is that i guarantee Ooh. dick murdoch hated everyone and directed that hate towards other races which is why he was a member of the clan so 
actually being confronted by someone he knew could kill him, Dick Murdoch would be like, well, yes, sir, of course you could beat me up because I'm a little baby. I have to go drink. Um, and so he would be confronted by all of his fears and, of course, roll with that, as opposed to the other wrestlers. And this is the better thing about wrestling, is that I guarantee a lot of them were like, we don't give a fuck. We're the bad boys. Um, <laughs> we don't give a fuck. We're the bad boys. That's and then, what wrestling and then, an actu- and then an actual bad boy showed up and was like, um, I wear a bicycle glove to protect you from my fist. And they were like, I don't know what that means, but I believe this guy. Everyone run away. He's a classic dude where he gets into wrestling. All right. So basically what happens is bad news. Alan or bad news. Brown. They call him bad news. Brown. A lot of like deep cut racial slurs too in the WWF. We're going to get to talk about. Oh Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna read like a correspondence of uh, uh, Dylan Gotts. Um, uh, how do I say this properly? It's gonna too read too much, too much stuttering. I know I fucked up the joke. Oh. You were trying to say you were trying to use the the words you use all the time. You were trying to use PC words. No, I don't use those words all the time. Only when no one's around or I'm singing those songs I like by DMX. There you go. Well, here's what John does: is he goes, he always complains that we have to use PAC words on this podcast. And I say, "What do you mean PC words?" He's like, "Oh, any word that's not a racial slur." In the no. Hastings clan, we just write. We have a system of racial slurs that mean, "Would you like breakfast?" <laughs> uh, Dylan, you're being a silly boy. You're being a silly, silly boy. You're being a naughty little boy. Here's something fun. So, bad news, Alan starts judo pretty late in life, to be honest. Uh, 22 years old. That's not late in life, Dylan, you silly boy. Well, it is to start judo or a professional sport. Yeah, not me, though. I'm starting. I'm going to I'm gonna be the DDP this tomorrow? year. I'm going to have two broken elbows, and I'm going to become the world champ of AEW. All I need to do is just convince <laughs> Tony Khan that I was on night. Evidently, by the way, if you want to get an AEW, remember a year ago, and we were like, it's the future and a place for all the independent wrestlers, and now it's just like, hey, you remember... 2000s WCW or for some reason 1990s WCW Saturday Night? Yep. Nope. Well, that's what AEW is now. I'm going to convince him that I'm Magnum TA and I'm going to get that fucking TNT title, baby. Well, that's essentially, yeah. I mean, that's what they're totally modeled after. It's just what if 1992 WCW was booked by one guy the whole time and (laughs) Bill Watson just come and he'd be like, Touching the ropes is illegal, and looking yeah. at me in the eyes is illegal. Because if you do it too long, I get the feeling. Having a paddling—that's a paddling. Um, do you think how when do you think that Bill Watts saw Bad News Brown and was just like, "Here's the problem. Looks like Ernie the Ernie Big Cat Lads lost some weight." And Bad News Brown was like, "That's not who I am." And he was like, "Oh my God, Ernie speaks English." That's what I think happened when they met. <laughs> I think that it's weird that Bad News Allen only worked for a couple territories. I don't think it's that weird. Again, I maintain what it is is Bad News Brown is a Bad News Brown is a he's from New York and he knows judo. So he's also one of those things where he's and he Bad News Brown also just strikes me as one of those people that's just like I've had I've taken enough shit. I'm not taking any more shit. I also don't love wrestling the way other people do. Also, fuck you, you racist fucks. I'm talking back to you. And what's even weirder is, from based on the research, it doesn't seem like Stu Hart was that racist. And I I got news for you. I would have bet the farm that that guy was saying something inappropriate. Well, bad, bad news. He basically makes the point where it's like, from I mean, from what I gleam of him talking about Stu Hart is it's like, a uh, good guy, respect him as an athlete, should not have had children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, bad news. Like, yeah, that's a great point. Like, Stu Hart, he's basically bad news. is like, that guy is not racist. You know who, who he hates? His own children. Eh, why can't you be like the people from Africa, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hates Bruce Hart, apparently. Stu did. Or anyway. I mean, we all, I hate Bruce Hart. I hate every, I hate any Canadian named Bruce because I got news for you. They've beaten up their own kids for, for doing not enough icing on a Saturday morning hockey game. There's no ref. Get offside, you stupid fuck. Well, I mean, that's just common sense. Good God. The ref's going to fuck up. You take advantage of the fucking rules. The world weeps for when Dylan becomes a father because Lord knows he's just going to be at the Duluth Arena in Ottawa while his, ki- his kid's not even old. Enough. His kid's just going to be in a bassinet next to him. You see that little bitch there? You'll whisper to your uh, child and then they'll be like, not able to speak. And he's like, if you ever do that, you're walking home. That's going to be true, though. <laughs> these, are fine, these are fine things to say. No, Dylan, that's inappropriate. 
So Bad News gets the uh, he gets a black belt in judo in two years. Now, to understand this, Bad News wins a bunch of the Pan Am games. Um, and Pan Am games, by the way, my the only person I know who watches Pan Am games, my grandmother. My grandmother is the only exactly. only person that watches it. Everyone else is like, the what? Not my grandma. My grandma's going, thank God, more more weird sports. On my t- but it's kind of like, I mean, not that he's not a great athlete, because I'm sure he is or was, but it's kind of like if I was to be like, hey, John, I made the Olympics in hockey, and you'd be like, the Olympics in hockey, and I'm like, yeah, they tra- trace back some of my Japanese ancestry. Boom. Japanese Olympian on the hockey team. It's like, and he actually wins. Like it's, I think it's like the first medal in the Olympics in 1976, the first medal in judo by a North American, like full stop. But his training and everything is quite behind because the judo program in the United States is just far, far behind where it is now for sure. It kind of seems to me like he was like a trained judo and some guy gave me a black belt. And back in those days, that was two shots when you come into a bar for free. One means brown, no means white belt. Everyone's a white belt. Yeah, it's also one of those things where bad news. Also, he's tall. He probably had he had the most muscular legs, and also he has I don't give a fuck eyes. Also, he has the yellow teeth of a smoker, which makes me pray to God that he smoked cigarettes and is an Olympic uh, athlete. And that just makes me love the world so much that up until the '90s, you could smoke hard cigarettes and have an Olympic gold medal. And that's just, that's the world I want to live in. Who's that man coughing over there? That guy's a runner. Oh, yes. There's uh, famous stories. 1992, 91 or 92. I think it was, no, 91. The NBA title of Vladi Divac was almost late to start the second half because his uh, cigarette, uh, his cigarette like fell apart. So he tried to have another one and he got locked out of the building. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes i mean this is when athletes and that's were, how you do it baby you smoke that's when men, men were men and farm animals were concerned there you go that's when people smoked cigarettes and fucked their pets did you have you dylan you strike me as the kind of guy that put peanut butter on your dick and then chased a dog around not even yours just a neighborhood one confirmed denied mm-hmm. i just put my peanut butter on the dick i put peanut butter on the dick and let the dogs find me i'm not chasing anybody i play it coy <laughs> Oh, you're you're real fired up this morning. Um, all right, so he's smoking cigarettes. He's got an Olympic gold medal. He finds his way in Calgary. Um, I assume that he um, a good portion of the Hart family had never seen a black person before and just asked him what ha- did did you just stay outside too long? Did you have frostbite? That's what I assume happened when he got to Stampede Wrestling. <laughs> well, no, what happened was he was uh, he was in Japan for some judo stuff. Gets hooked up with uh, Enoki and starts training with Enoki. And the only person, because this is the key to being a professional wrestler, is that if you were in the 70s, I should say, in the 80s, is if you were already an athlete, then the carny bullies that make up professional wrestling would just treat you how you should be treated and you get trained normally. So Bad News Allen had no problems with his training because he was just like, yeah, they just... They never tried to, like, run me off or anything because I was already an Olympian. So I came in with – with, and he also comes in as – so he's kind of like he's – he's an American dude. He's a black dude who comes into uh, Japanese wrestling good at their sport yeah. as well. Also, it's Antonio Inoki, and I guarantee Antonio Inoki was like, train this man. I beat this man. I got his gold medal. And they're like, that's not how that works, Antonio. And he was like, I said – Train this man. <laughs> I beat this man. And they're like, oh. okay, Antonio. And he's like, very good, boys. He was like, no, he all, and don't he, it's like, oh, the training's free. You just have to say, I could beat you up. But you couldn't. Just say it. Does anyone else, did anyone else lose some respect for the Japanese parliamentary system when, they found, when you found out that Antonio Inoki was an MP for it? Because I did. I was like, I mean. Really? Yeah, he was for a long time. The whole reason why he went to North Korea and had that thing was like a big political maneuver um, to like save face because strap in being a pro wrestler doesn't prepare you for federal politics. I didn't think I didn't know if you knew that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Manny Pacquiao is like a senator in the Philippines, and one of his official philosophies is uh, he doesn't like him. I mean, here's the thing with me: I would actually trust Manny Pacquiao because Manny pa- bo- I would trust a boxer to be a better politician than a wrestler because there's a certain level of no bullshit to a boxer where a boxer was just like you get in the ring, you get punched in the face. 
Um, and for some reason, you always have a wispy mustache, no matter how much of a goddamn adult you are. My name is Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> like, there's a certain real, there's an understanding of reality that comes with boxing that wrestling is devoid of. Oh yes, but I mean, the money in wrestling is much better than at that time in judo. How's that for a segue? Oh, because bad news, Alan. Fuck him hard now. Lives in he lives in poverty his entire goddamn judo career because who's paying? Can you imagine? Just like I imagine judo meets. In the seventies, were just like uh, it was pretty good today. We had five hobos trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, they actually they left the gym, they left the cafeteria unlocked, free juice box. <laughs> he sent to the WWWF in the late seventies. Wait a minute, the WWWWF? Uh, yes, buddy. He worked. At, he worked as a trial in Japan. He actually went over some people, and he said Vince Senior was great. Then I'm sure he met Vince Jr. and Vince Jr. said, why do you have a belly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone likes jelly, don't they? Bad news. Bad news. Ha, 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 ha. Kick bad news. Ha, ha, ha. Fat, fat, fat. Uh, again, uh, this is this is how I assume bad news walked into that locker room. He walks into the locker room. Superstar Billy Graham is about to say something hard offensive. Bad news Brown makes eye contact with him. Superstar Billy Graham goes, uh, never mind, my friend, and then walks out. I imagine it was like this. It was uh, Jimmy Snooker was like, do you want to tell me what happens in your in my head? Because <laughs> it's a lot of bad things, brother. And then Bad News was like, can I just, I'm just going to change in my car. And he's like, oh, cars, that makes me think of all the dreams I have mm-hmm. of the bad things car, I do car. cars. That's where I, that's where I sit and think about all the fun I had with Nancy. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, also... He probably met Bruno San Martino, and Bruno San Martino just went like, you know I could uh, beat you up, right? I guarantee Bruno San Martino, ah, well, you know, I didn't, I could have done judo, but <laughs> I didn't. Of our Brunos. Well, I was trying to remember our old Bruno impression, and it didn't click in. Yeah, it's I, Bruno's a hard, you have to actually, Bruno, because it's not an Italian accent, it's like, it's more like, hey, you're like a hurry, you don't know. You have to understand. There, 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 you're Every man to. must have... Six thousand dollars in cash on them at all times. That's our, all I remember. The thing you need to remember about uh, doing fighting is that the bear, better. the bear hug, is important, and also you always have to just call your son in the middle of the night and let him know that you regret him. <laughs> David, <laughs> David, it's it's Bruno, your father. You are a disappointment to me. <laughs> Goodbye. You could not beat Stan the Man Stasiak. Um, so as you said, he starts in Calgary. Oh in yeah, 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 yeah. We have not, we have not had nearly enough stew hard on the program in a while. And that, let's just, because this is the Hydersh time to be in Stampede Wrestling. You, Dynamite Kid's around. Dynamite Kid is drugging people that are driving vans. Davy Boy Smith is laughing at that for some reason. Bret Hart has undiagnosed is undiagnosed on the spectrum, just obsessively watching sunset flips. Going one day I will do that, wearing ill-fitting trunks. There's 11 kids. They're all wrestling. Stu hates all of them. Martha's weeping. Owen's a baby. That's pretty much it. And Bad News hated Brett because Brett just was like, I never hurt anybody. I've never uh, had a bad match. And then apparently knocked out Bad News really badly with a uh, with a chair shot. Like hit him in the back of the head, kept on hitting him, and kept on fucking up this... Um, kept on fucking up this one chair shot over and over again and it gave me so much respect for bad news because i looked up for some reason when i thought of stampede wrestling i just thought of like it's it's calgary like that's what they did and then realizing the fucking towns these guys went into in british columbia if you most it gets said a lot by a lot of canadians that alberta is canada's texas and that may be true but British Columbia, at the same time, is Canada's like most hippie-filled place, and it's also Arkansas. Here's how I explain it: If you're ever thinking, like, it's the weird thing of you can't. It's hippies. It goes like, it, but it's hippies in two places. British Columbia is there's hippies in Nelson. There's hippies in uh, Vancouver proper, but not really. They're mostly on the three places. There's some hippies on the island, there's hippies in Nelson, there's some hippies in Vancouver. Mostly what it is is money-grubbing yuppies in Vancouver and then 
you can't find me, but people are looking in the rest of that fucking province and then watch the fuck out. Like, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like, I have I have a, a few friends that live in rural British Columbia. I lo- One of them is, like, super cool and very chill and is just there for the money. Everyone else I know who lives in BC that's not in Vancouver are like, I, would, I was a libertarian 10 years ago, but now what I am doesn't have a name. Yeah, to me, the three percenters are liberals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's an amazing, like, soy boy. Poof, that doesn't even describe what I think you are. Like, it's awesome. And in the 70s, but in the 70s, you have to understand, this is when there's like, this is this is when logging this is... This is the 80s. Oh, even... This is when logging this is... This is the 80s. This is the oil boom. So it's like... And the logging boom. This is... This the is, dumbest person you know with money. No, exactly. No, no, no. But it's the so. double. It's the oil boom and the logging boom. So you could do both jobs. So you're working around the clock. You're making high six figures in the 80s. And oh. you are <laughs> kissing dead on the mouth on a daily basis. Because this is before they had to bring in... Like, if you read about the logging industry in Canada when they bring in safety regulations it's hilarious because they're like um you got to put a guard on the chainsaw and you have to have a doctor somewhere close and everyone's like uh we are not pussies if you lose your head guess what you are you don't deserve to live like it's fucking nuts that's pretty much my entire family was on the other side going like a doctor how about this how about i just fucking see a hot chick she's got big jugs i get a boner everything's fine now i see this so truly which is someone's as long as you show me a picture of jugs before i die i'll do whatever the Gott family reunion is just a guy being like that man needs a medical professional and then just a room of people in tucked in flannel shirts pointing at their dick going this is my doctor right here yeah, exactly, buddy. It's a bunch of guys asking you if you have any fucking, uh, if you broke your leg, and then they go, okay, I got some stuff in my trunk for that. They open up the trunk, and it's just fucking full of Bud Light. <laughs> and then they go, I don't have Bud Light Lime. I'm not a sissy boy. And then you just chug Bud Light until the light goes out. Yeah, the Got Family cre- uh, uh, Clan, uh, the Got Family Crest is a woman asking a man to do it doggy style, and he's going, absolutely not. I will look you in the eyes. You will be naked. I will be fully clothed. I'll take the penis out of my fly. I'm straight. That's what, and that's the Dylan God. That's exactly. the God family motto. Chest on chest, no matter if it's with the opposite gender, is effeminate. <laughs> you have to both have t-shirts on. I guess. <laughs> I don't know what type of people we are, but we're good. <laughs> yeah, you're from an island that makes men, according to Dylan's grandfather, who did, by the way, the most alpha move ever, which is quit smoking for 40 years, was about to die, give me a cigarette, smoked it, died. That's a hero. Exactly. Right that's a fucking hero. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I'm going to live. So, But the thing is, but bad news, I want to just address this, is that the whole time we're going to talk about the people we know from American wrestling, he essentially just kind of goes to Stampede Wrestling, does some dates... And has the weirdest life because he, like, just lives in Calgary and Japan at the same time. Like, he has no interest. Some people will say they have no interest in titles and professional wrestling and just care about the money. Bad News Allen legitimately didn't give a shit because he worked in Japan, and but he just didn't want to pay the dues to people who, like, you have to go to, like, this territory and kiss Vern Gagne's ass. And Bad News just wouldn't do it. And it seems like any time a wrestler would be like, oh, that guy doesn't pay well, Bad News would be like, well, I won't work there then. Bad News Brown is, and this happened, this is, starts in the 80s of all industry stand-up comedy also had it, is that it's the, the, it's the first guy, Bad News Brown strikes me, he's the first guy that saw the bullshit of the territory system and of kissing the ring of all these people because he came from judo. At 34, he is like Diamond Dallas Page where he starts... He starts wrestling at 34, exactly, as an adult, but he also has no, like, he's not at all a fan of it. Yeah, and also, he's been poor before, so it's like, well, we won't pay you, and he was like, well, I'll just kick you in the head then, (laughs) and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll pay you. I'll just throw you down a flight of stairs. (laughs) You'll just be dead down a flight of stairs, and I'll have your money, because I'll take it off your body, because it's the 70s, cops show up and go, hmm... I want to go on break, <laughs> and then they leave. I like I. Bad News Brown was. I didn't really want to do this episode because I'm like, whatever. I love him because he's actually a way more important figure in wrestling than is really understood, for exactly this reason. In that he is the weirdly the prototype of the kind of 
one of those a modern version of wrestling which is he's come from another athletic pursuit is recruited into it and is probably really annoying for promoters because they can't manipulate his love of it because he he his dream is done his dream is i would like to make some money i don't give a fuck about your weird rules like i guarantee rick flair if rick flair said to him what rick flair would say to teddy long bad news brown would have eaten rick flair for fucking breakfast like this is the thing is he's also an actual guy who can fight. And the weirdest thing that I've learned about doing this program is so many wrestlers love talking about how tough they are, but they are they're really good fighters in the way that a rest a, a waiter is a really good chef. They work in the same fucking building. They don't have the same fucking skills. There's just an assumption that they would that for some reason wrestlers buy into, and it's a huge power if you actually are a legitimately f- dominating physical force in fighting in wrestling because you can go say whatever you fucking want i will rip your fucking throat out and most wrestlers go will you and then they realize oh yeah they they will actually yeah um i I was gonna say uh sorry that Stu. so we're getting back to Stu hart getting back to stampede wrestling Brett, bad news is working a lot with bret hart because he is a good worker and he's working a lot with bret hart trying to like train him up essentially he's a big heel because he doesn't have to do anything but like be a rude man because of his skin color. It's just people in Saskatchewan scream what they think at him. Oh yeah. First of all, again, I need to. I sorry to correct you. They're not screaming it. They're stating it politely, just in a way as it's like, oh, just so you know. Like, did you know that you're that? That's how. Like that. I we've all seen Canadian. Did race- you know that you're bad? Yeah. Like Canadian racism. Uh, is very different than American racism in that a lot of times it is stated like it's sort of a fact that I just need to bring it to your attention. Were you aware of this? Yeah. Um, American feelings, British delivery system. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> this, my, this was my favorite thing about finding in the research is that Stu Hart would confide in bad news about how much he hated his kids because he's like, Stu Hart was also an Olympian. Bad News Brown is an Olympian. So there's camaraderie there and Stu finally... I guarantee Bad News Allen is the son that Stu Hart always wanted. It's his main son and the guy he has to pay tribute to to pay the bills is a guy who genuinely thinks that he really did beat Shawn Michaels in a ladder match. And bad news, Alan, he called uh, Bruce Hart piss ass. Oh, yeah. That was his nickname for his own son. And uh, bad news, Alan and Bret Hart apparently invented the ladder match is what both of them say, which is true then. Yeah, it's very fun. Also, I, I guarantee, by the way, it's not what both of them say. I guarantee that's what happened. And Brett knows that that's true, but will not admit it. Like, Bret Hart has made a real error by not dying. If Brett had died when Owen died, Brett, oh, yeah. Brett would have a way better legacy. Brett has a real tarnished legacy in a weird way in that he's just kind of annoying as fuck now. And you're just like, oh, shut up. We'll be selling our shirts that are over the edge 99. It should have been Brett, by the way. <laughs> Sell them on a website. They'll be yeah. on prowrestlingtees.com. Send all complaints to <laughs> gotdylan at yahoo.com. That's gotdylan at yahoo.com. I, uh, I just don't think the gobbledygooker is a good uh, character for me because I would actually beat any chicken in a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing you have to remember about me is that I'm 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 the cock of the walk. Ha 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 ha. Get it? I cheat on my wife. Line up the farm animals. I'll fucking go any of these fucking farm animals. I'm Brett the Hitman Hart. Also, I could beat Bad News Allen right now. I pin his grave every year. Old McDonald had a farm. I put the sharpshooter on all those guys. So Bad News is as far as being in uh, Japan he walks in on Dusty Rhodes. This is according to him just saying racial slurs to S.D. Jones. Of course. <laughs> Pulls S.D. Jones aside and says, never let that man talk to you like that again. And there's a tag match and it's like Inoki and Dusty versus Stan Hansen and Bad News. Bad News and Hansen make an agreement to not sell for anything Dusty did and just sell for Inoki because obviously Inoki pays all their bills. So anytime... They do a hot tag to Inoki. They both, like, fly out of the ring doing bubs. And then as soon as Dusty comes back in, they just beat the shit. <laughs> so good. Which is, like, I just I think it's important to remember that if you like AEW, the man with the nice lisp and the weird hair and the dumb neck tattoo, his dad was for sure a guy who was 
very okay with saying the n-word you don't team with dick murdoch and aren't full of hate as well yeah the thing with dusty is dusty is um uh classic southern racist which is you say it quietly behind their back because you don't want to get yelled at well he was called apparently he was calling sd jones the n-word of course he was i mean what was weird is i remember i read I, when you said that i was just like oh that's i mean that's surprising and then i was like is it surprising is it <laughs> what's surprising about that of course after he leaves the wwf uh bad news does dusty won't hire him because of you know obviously all their bad blood in japan yeah of course and also because again what's interesting again okay, bad news brown is in the right in all of this in this weird way like dude we're gonna get to the wwf but i just want to deliver the thing where it's like it's i think it's awkward for us to be talking about this because we're too like granted we're both yoked but two yoked white men we are we and hench and and hench whatever that means strong we're strong boys it's very important people know that. okay we're strong and yoked we're basically two dave batistas but no botox yeah, yeah. well one of us has botox dylan has botox dylan has botox but okay, not on his botox. face on his chest it's weird yeah yeah, yeah. My, my a very puffy chest it must have been so exhausting for this dude. Every single time someone's racist, he has to be like, okay, I'll beat this guy up too. And the other thing is, when all this shit's happening, he's like a 40-year-old man. This is that's what I was about to bring this point up. Is it's not like he's in his he's like he's in his he's in his 40s and I guarantee at a certain point he's just rolling his eyes just like, "All right, let's do like let's do this again." Just how insane how set in insane are you when it's like he's 40 and all these other guys are 40 and they're having these crazy arguments he must have like at some point been like am i gonna have to fight another guy who has like wooden teeth yeah do i have to fight another guy that just drinks and drives in the morning because i will <laughs> gets me to work faster you got a better time to yeah, do it what am i gonna do drink coffee i don't have a woman to make that get me a bud light <laughs> all right we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come and talk about the fantasticness that is Bad News Brown's account of the WWF in the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Dylan is going to think the microphone is off and then he's going to go and then he's going to quote unquote what he likes to call real talk. Yeah, and then I'm going to be like, uh, you know, Vince's characters were actually not as good as the ones I came up with. Um, in other news, I'm going to get some fucking coffee. And move my arm because it's starting to get stiff in this new way. Also, by the way, guys, don't ever break your shoulder. Very unpleasant feeling all of the time. Oh, hi, everyone. I think you're all wondering, does Dylan use condoms? No. And that's why you need to do donate to Patreon because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about. I am the king. I coined the phrase risky cream pie. <laughs> and you need to give to Patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fun. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to do that, uh, you're a fucking loser. But if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that, rate us on iTunes. It does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. We're back, Dylan. We're oh, back. we are, dum-dum. Let me tell you this, Bad News Brown gets signed to the WWF. Here's something that is disputed by Bruce Pritchard, but Bad News says is true, is that they promised him the WWF title, and Bad News didn't give a shit, because as he said... I've won real titles. I don't care about this fake bullshit. I just care about the green. And that fucking green is that world title, baby. Bad news is coming. Here's why I don't think that is true, though. Um, Bad news had a big belly. Not going to work for Vince McMahon. He also didn't do the old wrestler thing, which was put the trunks over the belly. So it looks like you just have a strong belly. He straight up was like, I have done judo. I am in my fucking mid-40s this belly is going under those trunks like i'm a guy rushing to the bathroom at midnight i have a th weird theory i thought about this i mean it's the weird things i focused on on the research and this is really weird and that i just mostly read a lot about the andre incident and then watched just rowdy 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 piper's interview about bad news at wrestlemania 6 oh, about just, 40 just times go like no i'm not saying they are that but yeah. some of them are there will be uh talking to a guy named chris rock i guess i don't know i was telling him my theory there's some guys are black guys and some guys are interview over 
<laughs> I was just watching the deaf comedy jam bad news. Uh, let me ask you this. Are you hamburger or are you Bernie Mac? <laughs> 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 but a lot of those interviews are just Piper being like, I'm not racist. It's just proven facts. Like, it's like so much more ingrained to that. Anyway. Uh, it's called phrenology, everybody. And if I'm incorrect, then oh, I stand incorrect, everybody. Okay. But it's this little slice of the world wrestling is where it's like everyone's just saying the N-word pretty freely. And then this one guy's like, what the fuck did you say? And they're like, all of a sudden, remember, like, oh, no, he, he'll beat me up. Um, say that again, you big So anyway, what, when, did, when did the Andre incident officially happen then? We should get into the Andre incident. When did it officially happen? It happened in Japan, yes? Happened in, it happened in Japan. They're sitting in the bus. They're having a wonderful time. Um, ev- everyone's having a wonderful time. Everyone's having a wonderful time. They're ha- they're chatting. They're having a night. They're they're shaking each other's hands or something. Um, and then um, Andre is sitting in the front. Andre is drunk. Andre says something. Now, bad news has never clarified what it was, but he said something racist. And what's weird is when bad news tells it, he just says he says something, but in that way where you're like, I know what it was, and it was impolite. Uh. He walks up to uh, Bad News, gets up. Before he confronts Andre, he tells the driver to pull over, which right there, alpha move. Stop the bus. I need to talk to someone. I don't want the engine interrupting my chat. Turns back to Andre the Giant. In the clarifying of the story and the few times he's told it, he always stresses to say, I was always impressed with how big Andre was. In that way of saying, he's like, the only thing that was impressive about him was nothing he could troll. He was a fat bitch, and I'm a strong kick man. Anyway, he then leaned over to Andre and said, um, do we need to step outside? Andre said nothing, and he said, if I was going to do... Apparently, the bad news, he doesn't always say it this way, but when one he goes, he essentially says, if I was going to do something to you bad, I would do it to you now. I want to speak to you. We're going to step outside. Andre doesn't move and just stares at him. Bad news nods and sits down. And basically, in that moment, what Bad News did was, you're a bitch. I just made you a bitch. Sit the fuck down. Yeah, he called out the bully because everyone was always threatened. This by is the life. thing. And it's the only time I could find of really someone called out Andre. And Andre Andre did get a bit of a receipt. And then later on, Andre was super drunk and sick, apparently, and shit on Bad News Brown, <laughs> which is yeah. so fucking passive aggressive and weird. But it's also that thing of, yeah, that makes you even more of a bitch that you didn't then attack him. In that way of Andre always presented himself like, oh, he's so intimidated. You got to worry about the boss where it's like, you don't have to worry shit about this fucking loser. Yeah. Like if he grabbed you, it'd be bad. But if you're also fast, you could just beat the shit out of this disabled yeah. man. Just punch him, punch him in his tiny ass little teeth. Well, he's just, a, he's like, realistically, he's very strong, but he's like, a di- from an outside perspective, Obviously, I never met the man, but he's a disabled man, and it's and it's one of those things where people just gleam. They take from what wrestling from, they take from wrestling what they want to take from wrestling. Where it's like everyone looks at Dusty Rhodes as this like fucking teddy bear with a cute voice, but it's like there's real fucking shit there. Like just like just like Jerry Lawler, where it's like everyone's gonna talk about how Jerry Lawler was great later in life when he dies and he's like the king of Memphis wrestling. And we, everyone who listens to this knows, like, he's wrestling, he's literally wrestling, he's Roman Polanski. He did some amazing shit, he revolutionized wrestling in these really creative ways. Pedophile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, Jerry, Jerry Lawler is gonna die, and then wake up and go, I didn't realize heaven was so hot, why is Jimmy Savile here? Mm-hmm. And then he's gonna fuck Jimmy Savile. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He's going to throw up at the idea that he has to look at someone so old. Ha-ha, you're gross. <laughs> oh, no, over 20. They're dead. Ha-ha. Oh, Jimmy, you fucked dead people. That's gross. But only for a reason that's way darker than we'll go into on this program. Ha-ha, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I'm history's greatest monster. Ha-ha. So he goes in the WWF. Bad news, Alan does. It becomes Bad News Brown because that is a song Vince knows. Uh, of course, it also is. It's also all starts with B, and Vince is a weird, weird man. <laughs> uh, he basically starts off and has a couple of feuds. And this is the interesting thing about WWF in the eighties. It's like always talked about that, like only guys who did steroids and all these things. But Bad News Allen seemingly comes into the WWF in eighty-eight just based off of reputation of being he's a good worker. He knows judo. He's got a different look. His character isn't like 
a smarmy heel or really cartoonish. He's just like, this guy is going to beat you up and he has no friends. And that's actually the perfect mix of a wrestler because the weird thing about wrestling is it kind of relies on a couple of things. One of which is like kind of shaming you into doing stuff because your friends told you to do it. Um, And then if you, that doesn't work, then it's also like, aren't you a fan of this? You should do that. And if that doesn't work, then you're invincible as he is. Cause it's like, you should do that. And he's like, why? That's stupid. And they're like, good point. (laughs) Yeah. But he comes from stampede straight into the WWF does some squash matches and eventually ends up in a feud with uh, the Nacho Man. See what I did there? Well, I No, I didn't actually. Can you explain the joke? So, uh, Randy Savage likes nachos. Oh, he, he, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking good. No, he has a, like, a, short, he has a short feud with Hercules, basically going over some like lower end um, baby faces. And this is something that people don't like about the wwf that i think you do need the yin and yang is that wwf like their bad guys were never that bad because at the end of the day it's just like it's not supposed to be like southern wrestling oh the heel going over so much and all this is way more supposed to be like and this is an awful comparison so i'm apologizing in advance but it's supposed to be like game of thrones where it's like there's way more downs than ups and if you get an up it's like fleeting versus the wwf which is obviously what wrestling is but it's comfort television where the good guy always wins so even when even when bad news is winning he's beating like jim Nightheart and hercules and then he goes straight into a feud with savage which might not seem like a good it might not seem like it's like rocketing up the card very well because you're kind of beating like hercules who kind of is whoever and then savage who's like right at the top but at the same time, you're also trying to kind of deliver the message like Randy Savage isn't in this much trouble. And obviously, they're still working on the mega powers thing. So bad news isn't going to win. But he has some good matches with Savage. And this is where he assumes he's going to win the world title. And uh, he does not. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird thing. And I don't know how he... I, I would actually be interested to figure out how he got that in his head. Because I completely agree with you, which is Vince didn't say that. Someone said that to him, and he's misremembering it. In the way that Dylan... Someone told Dylan he's a good comedian, and he's just lived that lie for the rest of his life. And I want to go back and figure out who's responsible for that. To then Sorry, this is Dylan Gott, not Dylan Mendelssohn. <laughs> But he loses like seemingly six straight matches to Randy, uh, the Nacho Man Savage. I mean, stop doing that joke. That joke was funny once. It's not funny a second time. No, it's funny every time. And he has a bunch of Harlem. This is the other thing is uh, this, this is an era in time where if you're not old, you won't remember this. But Harlem was a rough place. People just mentioned Harlem and they were like, ooh, he must be. It's a real, it's a real tough gentleman's area. It's got a bunch of walk-ups and uh, ooh, organic food. we got to head to Harlem. We need to get some nice shoes at a Nike outlet that's right by the subway station. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Bill Clinton lives there, doesn't he? His office is there. There's no way Bill Clinton lives there. Come on. Well, I mean, his office. If you're, if you're having, if Bill Clinton has an office there, oh. which I assume, what, what is Bill Clinton doing in that office? <laughs> having sex with people. He's having sex with people. I'm going to fucking jack off at my office <laughs> yes, again. of course. We all know what he's doing in the office. He's uh, check this check this out. I'm gonna do a Clinton. Uh, sorry, my office is uh, any good life fitness. I like to jack off in the washroom and then the other guys see how big it is. <laughs> yeah, his office is just a place where he drinks adrenochrome and has sex with interns. Ooh, there you go. Deep QAnon reference. <laughs> oh, adrenochrome. My brother-in-law tried to tell me that was real, and I just walked out of. <laughs> where he was t- I just I was like, I had a friend do that. As, I had just a sidebar. I did that as well, and. It was one of the most beautiful moments because I just Googled what it was. And the f- I don't know if it still comes up because I think they fucked up the algorithm. But for a while, it just came up with uh, it's a Danish medication. And no, it is not sourced from the blood of children. Like, And you're just like, the poor, co- the poor Danish corporate executive that had to draft that where you're just like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, the first one was probably like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not. But Bad News also has a short title run of a couple matches with Hogan and he's really seen as this like patchwork heel where you can just put him anywhere and he's got a great gimmick especially for the late 80s it's less cartoonish than all these guys 
he is very funny because he'll always say in interviews that he's not to be made a fool of. And it's like, you're play fighting with a guy who thinks he's a barber, man. Like, I'm, <laughs> I understand you were an Olympian in judo, so you are definitely uh, a serious man. But it's been 12 years, and you're play fighting with a guy who thinks he's a rooster. Like, that's your job. You get hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, but the way someone is a lawyer for uh, disadvantaged people, yeah. you got, you are fighting a guy who who thinks he's a boat. I'm the tugboat. Pull me. I'm docked. You can't pin me. I'm stuck. Yeah, watch out. I'm a... Uh I'm here to fight who wants to fight. Uh, in this ring, it'll be former Olympian versus a guy who is a natural, actual disaster. <laughs> a guy who's fat. <laughs> I sort of actually get what Bad, New- Bad News Brown is saying in that it's one of those things where Bad News Brown is, a he, he is again, in this weird way, he's a very important figure in that he's one of the, fr- he's one of the big wrestlers in the 80s that he is himself. He's, there's no, He's essentially an ECW wrestler in that there's no gimmick, there's no nothing. He's just yeah. who is he? He's a guy that kicks people and he wears weird gloves and he is out of shape. Like if ECW was happening in the eighties, he would have been the ECW world heavyweight champion and it would have been great. And like Paul Heyman would have never stopped nutting because it was just like, go talk about what pe- what other wrestlers have said to you in the mic, um, uh, bad news. And then just look at the fans and go, and I don't like you guys for that reason either. And he would have been the biggest heel in ECW because it's like, why is that black guy talking about those things? Boo. I think it's fine that I'm here. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> this is Philadelphia. We don't like that's that. That's Pittsburgh talk. <laughs> No, he's he's a weird guy. He's like ten years early and ten years late at the same time. Because if this guy starts wrestling in sixteen sixty eight, then he's like one of the last NWA champions, probably. Yeah, like he if he yeah if he had wrestled ten years earlier, Harley Race and him would have made out because they would have loved each other. And if he's wrestling yeah. ten years later, he's the biggest thing in in uh, ECW because his matches would have been actually what ECW always had for its champions, which is like. It's a technical match for eight minutes, and then they're just going to throw each other through a bunch of stuff for another eight minutes, and then they're going to pin each other. Yeah, he's real Taz. He's literally what Taz's character was. Yeah, he's what Taz still thinks he is. As someone who I've met Taz, and this is the best thing about meeting Taz, is you realize you're like, oh, you believe. Like, every, like he's one of those ones where it's like, oh, you, like, you're a fun, fun guy, but you also are five foot one and think you could beat the shit out of me. Like... There's a there's a trailer for me and Cole Cabana's show, and it was a very funny incident in that he, he of all and what it was is we went around and all the wrestlers did us a favor and they helped us plug the show, and he was the only one that was like kind of weird to me and that I was oh this outsider weird guy, but what it actually was is he's a short man and I'm a tall man and he was intimidated that there's a tall man he doesn't know and he needed to prove that I was tough. And it was so funny because in my head, I'm like, I'm going to go along with this. But I zinged him twice. And at one moment, he went, hey, man, I don't know you. You don't get to talk to me that way. And in that moment, I was like, you're a little boy. You're a little boy. You're a little boy and you work in radio and I've worked in radio. I know exactly your personality. I just need to ask, where's your wife? And you're going to cry and go into a bathroom, you little boy. Yeah, one of those people who just expects hispect. Yeah, fuck, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck that little fuck. Yeah. You know how I also know that? Dylan's the same way. You just ask Dylan where his wife is, and he goes, I don't know where. And then he goes into the bathroom. I don't feel safe. (laughs) And I cry. I hope she's close. Where's my, I can't make food. How do you make food? (laughs) And then I just start digging a hole. I'm like, do I plant it? Is that how you make it? Do I I poo here? Is this where I poo? Do I poo in my food? (laughs) Where do I shit? Anyway. So, Bad News Brown, by 1990, he's essentially being jobbed out because he is a, what are we going to say here? He's a what? Fat guy with abs. Sorry, fat guy, no abs. And also, I should say this, he has the body that uh, a lot of men in their mid-40s, and they should not be, you should not be ashamed of this, but he has the body of like, check out these shoulders, look at these biceps, I've never done a crunch in my goddamn life. He's got that body... My other question for you is, do you think if Bad News had weathered this storm, I think he would have actually had a renaissance in the steroid trial era because they would have been like, well, that guy's definitely not on steroids and he can still move. That's that's my thorum. Uh, he's almost 50 and his finishing move 
they made him have because the other thing no one really knows what judo is they just know it's a japanese thing and japanese things are inherently karate based so his finishing move is a called the ghetto blaster great stuff and b and b is like this it's essentially the trouble in paradise but done so badly he just kind of puts his foot on the back of the guy's head Sort of. Kind of. He kind of, but he also kind of does a flip with it. It's a very weird move. It's also one of those classic bad guy finishing moves of the 80s, which is, oh, he hits it, but you will be seeing a kick out. It's one, again, of those things where it's like, everyone talks about, oh, the finishes don't mean anything anymore. And it's like, you're right. Because before, it just meant if you were the bad guy, your finish didn't mean anything. But now good guys, also their finishes don't mean anything. Yeah. It just looks like shit. I mean, and his, because his original finisher, like in a lot of, I saw some squash matches from certain, um, like territories, and it was just like a clothesline. And it wasn't like a running clothesline, like Lariat, like fucking Stan Hansen. It was like, uh. he throws the guy off the ropes and just smacks him in the face, and then it's over now. Which, if people knew what judo was, he would have just done a fucking... He, judo threw the fucking shit out of him off the second rope. You love judo so much, don't you? Why don't you marry judo? Uh-huh. I have. Oh, is that who your wife is? Yeah. Is that who tells you what food is so you don't poo on yeah, yeah, yeah. a hole? <laughs> and then tell me I do, yeah, so I can so I don't have to plant it and wait. But he's losing to Jake the Snake Roberts, of course, for Great, best angle, best angle ever in the history of Jake the Snake uh, Roberts' career. In the weirdest, I don't know who came up with this with this is rats beat snakes. That that's not true. Snakes eat rats, and yet for some reason they were like. Bad News Brown, he keeps pet New York rats, and they were like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, 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 and they eat snakes. But you only saw one, and it was a possum, and then the rest of the time it was just a cage with material over it, and they were like, the rats are in there, and then they have a match that's okay. Yes, he said he liked Jake Roberts, and his wife apparently did not. Oh, yeah. Did not like this angle because he thought that Vince McMahon was using, like, fucking stereotypes from the 1930s and i also didn't know this but when bad news had to wear had to um work with dusty Rhodes, uh bad news also did not want to work with sapphire because sapphire was a racial slur from the amos and andy days was it yeah it was uh yeah it was a racial slur from uh i mean why am i surprised it's wrestling Every fucking black person who's ever been in the WWF, what's your name? Well, your last name's Johnson now. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And I'm guaranteeing. Are you guaranteeing? Is it a guaranteeing? I'm, I'm guaranteeing that Vince McMahon never thought of Amos and Andy as being racist. I mean, I what I'm gonna even say this even weirder. I don't think he he thinks of that as a documentary. Yeah, it's I just a fine thing. Turn the him. microphones up. <laughs> it's just what that's just what they do. Yeah. Well, if I'm wrong, I don't want to be right. Good God, Vin. So we should talk about Bad News and Piper, obviously. Um, John's favorite match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite promo. There's so much about it that's crazy. The idea that that was an idea. The idea that no one stopped Roddy Piper from doing it. The fact that then Andre the Giant and Arnold Skolan threw out the solution, so he had to hungover travel from Toronto to fucking Portland. Half black. I mean, that's great wearing apparently a cowboy hat and carrying a teddy bear but no luggage because i guess roddy piper parties so the story is this it's wrestlemania 6 bad news brown is there he's fighting roddy piper in a match back in the day when wrestlemania somehow wrestlemania by the way used to have a shitload more matches and yet be a lot shorter i can't figure it out anyway so uh it's bad news versus roddy um for some reason roddy piper in a, uh, in a way to make fun of Michael Jackson, who is not at the match and not participating in any way, paints himself half black, half white, and refers to him as the hot rod or the hot Scott in one of the most confusing mm-hmm. things ever. Comes to the ring dressed half and half, and then they have a match, and I assume Bad News looked in the mirror and went, I've had enough of this shit afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so Roddy Piper does an interview where half of it is him, the white half, talking in a normal voice, and then the hot Scott uh, talking is a just a just a racist uh, blackface. And Mean Gene Okerlund has never enjoyed an interview more because he's going finally someone who looks the way my soul feels. Welcome everyone to my soul, half white, half dark. I have a question: Will you miss your children when I take them? Welcome everyone to Mean G- uh Welcome Roddy to your nightmare because I will be cutting you in half down these same lines. I want to see what it looks like in the body that way. What does more? What does it look like when I suck the marrow from your bones while you still take your last breath? 
Welcome, everyone. Did you know that if you heat up a chainsaw, you can cut through someone and cauterize the wounds at the same time? Medical professionals don't know the things that I do. You know, and then Bad News um, loses to Piper, and then you know what else happens? Is uh, Strom Thurmond pin Bad News. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Thurmond and Piper, they took their hands together, raised their hands, and went, Get out of our goddamn water fountains! And then the whole arena erupted. Yeah, and that, it was Canada, and I was not surprised, but Dylan was. Oh, yeah, and then that's what Edge was cheering. That's the entire reason Edge went to WrestleMania yeah, yeah. 6, was to cheer against Bad News Brown. They never mentioned that in the documentaries. Yeah, they never mentioned that's why he won the Royal Rumble in 2021. Yeah. It's because Vince McMahon loved that Edge did that. He's challenging Bad News Brown's kids. <laughs> He's like, I'll beat you, and this time I'm going full blackface. Yeah! And then they allowed people back in the arenas to cheer that what i like about edge is somehow in his weird thin retrain for wrestling he has just gotten the weirdest face he's gotten facial hair that sends a message that is get off my land i'm building a bunker and you're stood near where the entrance is yeah he looks like the unabomber for sure he looks like the, he looks like the unabomber who's like wait a minute this kaczynski kid's onto something yeah he's, he's got a real boogaloo bo- uh, boy vibe whoa callback dylan call me back right around to the fucking goddamn front did you know this did you know that bad news brown left the wwf and then he went to japan a couple more tours stopped wrestling and at least according to cage match his last noted match was in 1999 against the jackal or don Callis. i mean Dan, Don Callis is a real Zelig slash Forrest Gump of wrestling. Almost always forget he's a thing. And then you're like, huh, there he is again. Yeah, it's really like, oh, yeah, Don Callis is here. All right. <laughs> he's bald as shit. Yeah. For him. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck me, man. It's weird that you even ever had hair. All right. See you later. <laughs> so this is the that's the end of Bad News Brown. And honestly, he's kind of a weird character because he existed before I really started watching wrestling. Like, his, the entirety of his career is before I started watching wrestling. I love Bad News Brown. I think Bad News Brown is way more important and significant in wrestling in terms of a bunch of shit that he um, sort of represents and did. He was the first of a lot of things. Do you know what I mean? He was the first. He was one of the first super old wrestlers, one of the first big, I'm not a fan of this. I'm just doing it to do it wrestlers. He's way more important than I think a lot of people give him credit for. And I love him. And I love you. <laughs> He's really fun to talk about because it's just people who we think are racist. A, it's the confirmation bias of him being like, that person was racist, and me being, I knew it, and then him having a story about how he got one up on them. I mean, I don't think it's confirmation bias. I think it's, I think it's, we've, we've been speaking, we've been doing this podcast for, I hope you're already five years. And basically what that was is five years ago, Dylan and I were like, you know, wrestling podcasts need to sort of move away from the intensely serious nature. So it's time for some cum jokes. And what we inadvertently did was, oh, you know that thing that you love? Well, get ready to be very disappointed in it every goddamn week. Yeah, we shoot from the hip. We're shooters. We're two fucking nerds, and we're shooting all over the place. But also there's a lot of, is cognitive distance the right word? Where it's like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Well, I heard that story about how JR walked into a place and said, too many of them, I'm leaving. But no one talks about those. They just kind of, if you're a wrestling fan, skirt over that shit. And I think that Bad News Brown would have been a lot more at home in today's. You know what? Funny is he would have, <laughs> he would have at the same time as hating Dick Murdoch exactly agreed that everyone now is a pussy. He's a weird man. The worst thing about Bad News Brown, I'm going to say, is for some reason he thought he was going to be the WWF champion, and that just means that he had some disappointment in his life that he didn't need, nor shouldn't have had. Yeah, I think the I'm gonna say I'll start off with the worst thing. I think the worst thing is that he always thought this th- that wrestling was fucking stupid, and you need to kind of participate in how stupid it is to get the most out of it. That's a yeah, beautiful point. Oh my god, Dylan! It's been five years. Dylan made a point. Every sit, everyone, sit down. I made tons of points. Good. No, like Kurt Angle got a lot out of wrestling. It drove him insane. But that's the kind of the that's the kind of the thing. If you get into wrestling and want to get the most out of it career wise then you're kind of going to go nuts because wrestling is nebulous and means nothing. Like, like who gives a shit if you have the fake gold belt, right? You want a real medal, which is what bad news is. It's true. 
But um, the reason why he never really got any titles or anything, like he obviously he was one of the guys who also just didn't give a shit if he would job. But you kind of, in, especially in the eighties, needed to care whether you jobbed or not because everyone understood this in the eighties and they understand it way better than they do now. Which is, if you protect yourself, if you never lose, then people see you as being good because that's how things work. Like Rambo never ends a movie just being like, and I lost, but I'll be back next movie. Who gives a shit, right? Yeah, yeah, very good point. Best thing about him, the way he handled himself backstage by all accounts. Yeah. And the fact that if you make a roster of the people Bad News Brown stands by and the people he says, that guy's cool, you have an amazing roster. It's like Stan Hansen, Freddie Blassie, Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, I was going to say Savage, but I never really looked at there was some videos about him talking about how Elizabeth and whoever treated themselves, whatever. But anyway, then you got Stu Hart running it. Like, it's like real dudes, Inoki. But I mean, Inoki he liked just because Inoki gave him a bunch of money and never stopped giving him money. I do. I always I want to just dwell. I will dwell forever on the fact. And it's not a best or worst. It's just weird that he's like, I'm going to live in two places, Calgary and Japan. Like, what? why? Why those two places? <laughs> Pick somewhere at least with a central airport. You're changing planes to get to back and forth to those two studio apartments. I'm sure that he made enough money in Calgary to buy something nice and he was just tired of living in shitty places. That seems like the entire reason he got into wrestling was like, okay, I was an amateur athlete for nine years. Daddy wants a steak and a place where he can take a dump without anyone looking him in the eyes daddy wants daddy wants a yard daddy wants a stove and the original and one of the reasons he went into stampede in the first place is because he by his accounts was living in australia had a girlfriend who was a real bitch so there you go I think this is also his wife. I think his wife may have been Canadian as well. I mean, that's also possible. Also, this is a sidebar, and then we'll wrap it up. Is one day I would like someone to do a discussion about that, like that Jim Barnett heyday in Australia, because every story you hear about it is just like that wrestler was there, didn't like his wife, and he beat up a guy who owned a hotel. Like it, it sounded like the craziest <laughs> time to be a wrestler. Just look up everyone. Gary Hart, the spoiler on YouTube. His stories about being in Australia with Don Jardine our madness yeah we should totally that's the only wrestler interview i want to do for this is just some guy that ran a territory in australia in the 70s and it's like well you know um and that's when the masked assassin wanted to come through because he wanted to see someone die like a man die watch the life leave his eyes i organized it good tour that year i'll never forget that bill Eady took too many quaaludes and thought sydney was a boy <laughs> exactly so that's it that's uh, oh did you do your worst thing about bad news yeah worst thing was that he for some reason thought he was going to be the wwf champion and it just makes me sad that he he had to live that lie his impression of vince mcmahon also is not like everyone else has this super alpha impression of vince mcmahon and anytime <laughs> bad news does an impression it's like <laughs> no i said you was a baby of a baby bitch. yeah of course of course he would because again like bad news is he a new vince senior he's a big boy then bad news is a big boy yeah. vince mcmahon's a little boy and he's like all right whatever you want me to be a fucking you want me to be a piece of shit i'll be a piece of shit who gives a shit but yeah, and and his point that basically Vince was working off stereotypes from the 1940s. Mwah, like finally, kind of like someone said it who's who actually has an audience instead of us. Our our audience of fucking, I'm sure you're all bassists or something. Yeah, exactly. Finally, someone said it that wasn't us. Finally, someone said it with expertise and wasn't us just having a guess. <laughs> we could call this program Assumptions About Pro Wrestling. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, thanks very much for listening, guys. Of course, next week we'll be back with Shane Douglas, a guy who bad news, uh, uh, bad news Brown, bad news Allen. We're not the most uh, up to date on Japanese wrestling, of course, the two of us. So we're do- going mostly off his American stuff. Um, so, but J- but sorry, but Shane Douglas has a shoot interview about the sandwich he ate yesterday. This man has never experienced something in life that he hasn't then done a nine-hour interview about, so it's going to be long. Oh, yeah. I mean, the target, the fa- the way he describes doing the, why he had did a target management program, Shane Douglas, prediction for next week, I'm going to say this. Uh, 
Shane Douglas may be the greatest, the biggest liar in the history of wrestling, which puts him in the running for biggest liar ever. <laughs> he has. I want everyone to stop after listening to this. He has a podcast that's exactly like his his attempt at making something to wrestle, but he has his version of Bruce Pritchard. Sorry, he has his version of Conrad right down to like. I mean, maybe he's maybe they are friends, or whatever. But it comes off as just like a something to wrestle knockoff because it's like this fucking southern guy. But also, also he does is talk about how busy Shane is and how like much work he does and how important. It's fucking hilarious. I mean, just I'm wait. I like, I feel like next week's episode. And then Shane be- Douglas going. The thing about that is, I should have been the world champion. Oh god, then fuck. Time Warner would have never merged. They would have had the money to just buy. The amount of. The amount of things Shane Douglas says where I just go, that's not true. Like, he claims that one time Terry Fox was just walking around the ECW. Uh, Terry uh, Fox? Uh, Terry Funk, pardon me. Was walking. No, no, no. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no. Canadian icon, yeah, one-legged one, cancer one, victim, one leg- Terry Fox. Go. Terry Funk. Dale Ito was Terry Funk. <laughs> I, I, I pinned Terry Shivo. That's why yeah, I pulled yeah, the plug. Yeah. He claimed that Terry Funk was walking around the ECW locker room going, I'm crazy, I'm crazy, and then stared at him, stared at Shane Douglas, his voice changed and went, crazy like a fox, that's how you survive in this business. <laughs> <laughs> and then he killed Bugs Bunny and ate him? Yeah, like, I'm like, no, he didn't, Shane, shut the, f- here's the thing, I'm going to say this right now, and then we will turn off this episode, I'm on Ric Flair's side when it comes to the Shane Douglas-Ric Flair feud, where it's just like, yeah, Shane Douglas is this annoying bitch. Apparently, he would sit backstage and be like, I don't need this. I'm going to medical school. And people would be like, well, then go then. Like, you and I have been in stand-up comedy. We have dealt with these sort of people. We've already we've already named and shamed one individual, so we're not going to do it again. But there's a bunch of people where you're just like, shut up. Like, you're here too with me. Like, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> we're both at this bar. We're both enjoying these free chicken fingers. Shut the fuck up. Yeah fucking yeah we just bought fireworks we're gonna go set them off stop fucking looking at mountains to jump off you little cuck (laughs) enjoy this fucking ugly peter pan syndrome we're involved in you pieces of shit yeah all right dylan got you're a wonderful human being i'm gonna go ice my shoulder everyone else suck my dick oh there you go you can join us on twitter and instagram at wrestler review patreon.com backslash wrestler review our next patreon episode is john cooper paying for carrie no kevin, kevin von eric Can't even wait. sadder yeah kevin not yet didn't get the sweet release of death he just lives with his nightmares every fucking night baby so tune in for that tune into your radio yeah yeah we're coming at you on 69.69 the cum oh yeah <laughs> 420 point all the time jizz night thanks very much for listening (laughs) fuck you everyone john's on twitch i have another podcast called remarkable teams fuck 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 shit 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 bye 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 suck suck suck